of that Playboy bunny who had a year-long affair with a Donald. Our allies no longer trust us. The rule of law with the indictments of 12 Russian hackers in are now considered fake by, of course, the Trumpsters. But it's also considered fakes by folks who have lost faith in the American justice system. They're folks who dismiss the indictments without even reading them because you can say anything you want in 28 pages, right? Sigh. Meanwhile, the toddlers in cages are still waiting to be reunited with their parents because our government separated children from their families so as to deter them from seeking asylum. And we've had a special Helsinki 2 coming up with a White House party for Putin. Sometimes it's too much just to deal with the news. Uh, We need to have something else. Um, It's not been a good week for the USA, but it can be a good week for big, fun radio fun time. So this week on Connections Radio Show, we're going to go back to old-timey radio with a fearless comedy production of their big, fun radio fun time. And we have Tim Wick, the artistic director of Fearless Comedy Productions. That's me. Welcome, Tim. Thanks. We also have Don Kronowski. Hello. Welcome, Don. We have Angela Fox. Hello. And Nathan Gerber. Suppeth. Now, we, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> We've I am had... now super embarrassed to have invited you. <laughs> you always should be. Nathan will now be replaced by this coffee mug. <laughs> Our Fearless Comedy Productions has been on the show once before. And for those who uh, – actually twice. You were actually part of the um, – Art Crawl. Art Crawl too. Mm-hmm. For those who may not know about Fearless Comedy Productions, they encourage, empower, and educate new artists and existing talents to explore the limits of comedy while striving to create more diverse and inclusive environment. Fearless is dedicated to helping these voices reach an audience in the artistic community. And we're glad that you're going to be reaching the audience of Connections Radio today. Hello, Connections audience. (laughs) Before we jump in with a a radio play, uh, we have some plays coming up at the Fringe that you guys are a part of. I've heard of that. Yes. (laughs) Next, the musical, A Sidekick Story. Yay! Co-written by two of the folks here, Tim Wick. That's me. Angela Fox. Yes. And Jason Kruger, who's not here. No. Nope. But here in, in eh. our, in our no, hearts. No, What is? We also have the family-friendly version of Pulp Fiction by Tim Wick. That's by me. We've got – With an assist by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> eh. No, <laughs> We also have Deep in the Hundred Acre Woods, a poo-done-it, Jason Kruger and uh, Kirsten Wade. And the complete work of William Shatner, again, co-writer Tim Wick. That's me. And we, a shout-out to Bill Steitler. Yes. And with that, uh, if you're interested in seeing those shows, and I highly encourage you to see all of them. They're all delightful. Uh, you can go to the minnesotafringe.org and check that out. But today we've got big, fun radio Fun time. We And the big fun radio fun time brings old-timey radio comedy to new-timey audience. Comedy writers create short scripts inspired by the golden age of radio, and they're performed and recorded in front of a live studio audience. Well, we're not live today with a studio we audience. We're dead. But we're live with you guys <laughs> out there. Uh, they do science fiction, noir, soap operas, and even more are featured. So – with that, we've got this very special treat. Um, I want to be um, honoring the Russian fun show this week, kicked oh, off no. by Helsinki, <laughs> to the invitation of Putin to the White House, unless we forget the upcoming Manafort trial. The Fearless Comedy Productions brings us, in the spirit of spydom, spies like us. Okay, we are all here. Did anyone bring snacks? I have brought Cheetos. Oh, yum. Give me some of those corrupt American cheese poofs. Yo, are we to address the bear in the enclosure? The words you are saying are not very clear. Well, we need to talk about the aardvark in the antechamber. The what? The dung beetle in the lodging. Are you meaning the elephant in the room? Oh, yes, that. Oh. oh. Yes. 
We will be addressing of that. Good, good. As spies for Mother Russia, we have to ask ourselves, are we obsolete? Oh, I do not think so. I have been using the Twitter to great effect. Mm, that is not really being spy, though, is it? It's not using Twitter just creating shadow accounts. You can do that from your office. Oh, true. And there, I can eat more cheese boobs. <laughs> Mishka has been doing a wonderful job breaking the American electoral system, yes. But when our leader Putin can recruit the president of their country, are we not tiny celery? I do not understand the tiny celery. I meant miniature rutabagas. I'm not thinking that is what you thought. Microscopic dates. I think you're meaning we are the small potatoes. Yes, that is what I'm meaning. Oh. Oh. Well... I am to be using this meeting to announce my retirement. But before I do that, I have a confession to make to you all. What are you to be telling us? I'm an American spy. (gasps) (gasps) What? Olga, you are creating shock to me. Does this mean you have been working against the interests of Mother Russia all this time? You and I have been intimate with each other? Yes, Anatoly, I'm afraid so. If it's any consolation, I really like you. Yes, it is consolation. Especially since Anatoly is also an American spy. What? From where? San Francisco. (gasps) I'm from San Francisco! No way! What part of town are you from? The Mission Direct. Where did you go to high school? East Mission High. Uh, That's where I was recruited. (laughs) Me too. I must have been just a year ahead of you. (laughs) That's so weird, though, right? Yeah, super weird. Are we to be returning to the sticker? What? Get back to the point. Oh, right, yeah. Why are the two of you confessing to your double agent status now? Well, there doesn't seem to be any point to it. I mean, right? Why should we be out there gathering intelligence when our president would rather believe Putin? Oh, this is no longer true. He now says he trusts you again. Hmm. Really? Well, that makes it all okay then. Maybe we should have waited to blow her cover. It is not as much problem as you are to be thinking. Why is that? Yuri is also American spy. Really? Are you from San Francisco? No, Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you are American spy, why are you not dropping of your accent? Yuri is method actor. So I guess we can just all go back to being spies and pretend this Meeting never took place? What about Mishka? Oh, Mishka does not care about politics. I am just enjoying trolling stupid people on Twitter. <laughs> oh, well then, that is all worked out to the then. Oh, look, the corrupt American president is to be holding another press conference. Since I am the only Russian, should it not be I calling him corrupt? No, no we're, we're good. good. I am giving five to one odds that he will make at least one veiled reference to his manly part. That is a bet I am not to be taking. (laughs) Way to go. Very nicely done. So if you were to do this live at a a live uh, event, what sort of events do you you bring to your – what kind of events do you – Bring the fun time. Well, we've done uh, we've done like live shows in in theaters. Uh, we used to do it quarterly. We we lately have been doing it about uh, twice a year. Once we do it at uh, Convergence, which is a science fiction convention, takes place over July fourth weekend. Uh, we actually open the event on we main stage. It's awesome, and so we uh, we do that show, and we try to do kind of uh, geeky, geeky nerdy uh, scripts. And uh, then usually we, we've been doing about once once a year elsewhere. And sometimes we perform at Die Laughing, too. That's true, Die Laughing, which, is, uh, which we talked about on this show, which is our, our big old comedy marathon that happens once a year. And if folks want to listen to your past performances, you can go to the fearlesscomedyproductions.com. Well, actually, yes. What you want to do, uh, you can find a link there, but it's either if you, easier if you go to Bandcamp okay. and just look up Big Fun Radio Fun Time, and there's about uh, seven of our previous shows out there there's uh music there there we 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 write our own like comedy commercials we write we we write our own music and uh and then there's there's a whole bunch of radio plays some written by me like this one and then some written by a lot of other we have a lot of other writers who have contributed 
Now, I got to say, I was very impressed. You, you made this up this week. You wrote this this week in, in honor of the, the Russian spies. I thought so. I thought, you know, it's, it's, it's not 950 progressive radio. I thought that, <laughs> that uh, maybe, maybe I could write something that would address, address the current political climate in, in maybe a sideways fashion that, that might be entertaining and might help us laugh a little bit at something that isn't always so terribly funny. But humor has a way of getting under things, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Satire sure does. <laughs> Anatoly does not understand. <laughs> the tiny rutabaga. The tiny rutabaga. That's, tiny that's... cabbages. Well, we're going to continue to have uh, some more plays, these little radio plays that are reminiscent of the old-timey radio show, which I just adore. Um, and we're going to explore some other aspects. But getting back to The Fringe, want to make sure that folks know there's some great shows to go see at The Fringe. If you've been listening the last few weeks, we've been promoting Fringe shows. So to go to The Fringe, just go to um, minnesotafringe.org. And the shows that are coming up include... Uh, yeah, you got me on uh, a, fam- <laughs> a family-friendly pulp fiction that is not appropriate for families, and also uh, the next complete- the musical, yes, mm-hmm. a sidekick story, and that Angela, you're oh, excited about that one. I'm very excited about that one. That one's a new kids musical, but it's for all ages. Terrific. So. They're doing, but more. it's about kids. <laughs> it's about kids and things that kids are actually really going through. And well, and actually, it really applies to what we all kind of go through, especially if you feel like the sidekick. And it's all children actors, right? All children actors, except for one adult role. That me, <laughs> I'm playing the narrator. <laughs> Surprise! Sorry. Well, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> now you might as well not. No, you should come. It's really do good. come. And to get to that again, go to the minnesotafringe.org. Uh, check out all the cool things that are happening. What do you know? Which day it starts? Uh, we open on. Oh goodness! We'll we'll share with you the next segment. We'll we'll let you know when when that goes on, and that's uh, on Connections Radio here on AM nine fifty, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. We'll be right back. Building a new home or remodeling a treasured older home can be one of the most exciting and rewarding endeavors of a lifetime. The key to success is to have your priorities and expectations decided up front and that your building partners all share your goals and vision. Steve Northway, founder of Construction Advocates, takes the mystery out of the process of building or remodeling and helps ensure a rewarding process for all involved. For more information or to set up an interview with Steve, go to constructionadvocates.com. That's constructionadvocates.com. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. In 1994, Quentin Tarantino released Pulp Fiction, a groundbreaking film that changed the way movies were made. The only problem? You couldn't bring your kids. Until now. This year at the Minnesota Fringe Festival, we present a mortar-flagging adaptation of Tarantino's masterpiece, wiped clean of all the offensive sex, drugs, and language, but retaining all the wholesome and socially acceptable violence. Your kids will love it. Note, this show is not actually appropriate for children. A family-friendly Pulp Fiction is presented as part of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, taking place August 2nd through 12th. For more information, look us up on the Fringe Festival website at www.fringefestival.org. A family-friendly Pulp Fiction. Your kids will monster fishing love it. Actually, they won't. 
You should by no means bring your children to this show. Now through September 1st at the Museum of Russian Art is an exhibition of Minneapolis-based painter Leon Husha. The Art of Leon Husha Balancing Act showcases more than 50 pieces from 29 different collectors in the largest show ever of his bold and colorful work. A hometown favorite, the energy of Leon's playful art spans sculptures, paintings, and non-traditional media. See for yourself today and bring home a signed print or exhibition catalog from the museum store. For details, visit tmora.org. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we're talking about fun stuff. And we've got the Fearless Comedy Productions here to share with us some great radio plays uh, to enjoy our summer with and to promote The Fringe coming up. Uh, we've got some shows that we're promoting for the Fringe Festival. First one, we heard a little bit about it. The next, next, the musical, a sidekick story. It's really a sweet show, by the way. It's, it's so just cute. adorable. It's okay. <laughs> music that really gets stuck in your head, too. And this is about the the, the sidekick. Yes, it's about have well. A question for the audience. Have you ever felt like the sidekick in your friendship? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a funny little story, actually, if there's time. Yeah. I, I wrote the the theme for it last year because of my very best friend here next to me, Dawn. <laughs> we, we were at Fringe, and we were walking down the sidewalk, and these people were waving at us, and I was like, oh, hi! I was waving at them, and as I realized as they got closer, they had no idea who I was. They were waving at dawn <laughs> so i was like oh and as i was going home somebody waves somebody smiles and yeah so then that's how next was born oh, I, love it. I love it but the kids are incredible it's yeah they are doing such an amazing job oh i'm excited about seeing it and uh, we will be letting folks know the dates. Yes, I have them now. Great. Dun, dun, dun. You were waiting. Dun, 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 suspense. August 3rd, 8.30 p.m. August 5th, 2.30 p.m. August 7th, 5.30 p.m. August 10th, 7 p.m. And August 12th, 1 p.m. Terrific. And that was Angela Fox, who is co-writing this show with Tim Wick and Jason Kruger. Tim, yeah, we just hi. heard a little commercial about the family-friendly version of the Pulp <laughs> Fam- Fiction. A family-friendly Pulp Fiction, yes. So that's going to be going up on... Uh, the first show is on the August 2nd, which is the opening day of Fringe Festival at 5.30, which is the worst conceivable time slot. Oh. So everybody everybody should come to that first show. Please come to that show. Please come to that show. And although it says it's a family-friendly version... <laughs> it's not. Don't bring um, your kids. It, don't bring your kids. It, uh, what, 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 they, they introduced a family-friendly portion to the Fringe Festival this year, which I actually thought was great. Uh, But what I got to thinking about as I was thinking about what I was going to do for the Fringe this year was, what is something that would be completely inappropriate to do (laughs) as a family-friendly version? If if you were trying to, like, make it appropriate for kids, what would never work? And the first (laughs) thing that occurred to me was Pulp Fiction. And it's a very silly show, but it does kind of ask a question of what is family friendly and what are we protecting our kids from? Uh, and as, and as a dad that, and, and having allowed my kids to watch some things that are not necessarily family friendly, uh, the show does have a couple of serious things to say in the midst of its silliness. And as someone who is raised by parents who did not care about what I was exposed to. This actually really resonates with me because <laughs> like I I am not a huge fan of parental advisories or that kind of thing and uh this this show is up that alley for me. So But yeah, if if you are a parent who has problems with that, uh this is not your show. <laughs> or maybe you'll learn something. Or maybe so. you'll learn something, yeah. Well, what will be all right for children to hear is our next little play yes. that we're going to be showing. Oh, yeah. uh, totally kid-friendly. Kid so I, I live on a little hobby farm, and I have very smart chickens, so I am enamored <laughs> by this radio play called A Science Experiment. Good morning, Chicken Little. Good morning, Dog. You look concerned, Chicken Little. I am, Dog. Could you tell me why, Chicken Little? Yes, Dog. 
I'm concerned the sky might be falling. The sky might be falling? The sky might be falling. However, before I make any rash pronouncements, I feel I should do some kind of experiment to confirm my hey, finding in okay. What is it, dog? Did you hear what Chicken Little said? What did she say? She said the sky is falling. The sky is falling? The sky is falling. I actually just said I had a concern that it might be falling since I was standing under an oak tree. It's also possible my head was only struck by an acorn. That's why I said hey, I was going cat. to do some What is it, goat? Chicken Little says the sky is falling. The sky is falling? Are you sure? Well, Chicken Little said so, and she knows a lot about the sky. What are we going to do? I don't know, but whatever it is, we need to do it fast. I thought I would stand over there in the sun, away from the oak tree, to see if I would get struck on the head again. If not, then there is a very good possibility it was just an acorn. Hello, Farmer Bob. Why, hello, talking animals. Did you hear the news? I'm afraid I was too busy working in the fields. Well, Chicken Little tells us the sky is falling. I never actually said that. Oh, dear. Do you mean a hailstorm? Because that would be terrible for my crops. I don't think so. We all know what hail is. I think Chicken Little literally means the sky is going to fall. Well, that would be horrible. You know, now that I think about it, the sky really isn't a solid to begin with. It's just the atmosphere. The only way it could fall is if the sun stopped giving off enough heat for the elements that make up the atmosphere to remain in a gaseous form. They would then solidify and fall. But I, if I think if that was happening, we would all we all would have actually already frozen to death. <laughs> What are we going to do, Farmer Bob? Well, first of all, you talking animals need to calm down. As a human, I'm clearly the smartest of everyone here, and I should be able to solve the problem. Don't you have a tornado shelter, Farmer Bob? <laughs> I do, but that's not really meant for protection from the kind of global catastrophe that would be signaled by the sky falling. Is there something that I, as a dog, could do, Farmer I'll Bob? How about you fetch this ball? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'll fetch the ball, and the sky will stop falling. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> but you'll stop caring. I don't care. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. I'm going to walk into that sunbeam and fall asleep. Excuse me, Farmer Bob? Yes, Chicken Little? After some careful thought, I believe that the sky is not falling, and I was simply struck on the head by an acorn. What? You scared all of us nearly to the point of death. Cat is sleeping and dog is playing fetch. Throw the ball again! Chicken Little, you're changing the subject. While we were all just panicked, just look at Goat. Hey, is that hay? I haven't eaten hay since yesterday. He's beside himself. Farmer Bob, I told Dog I was concerned that the sky was falling, but I didn't have enough evidence yet. Well, well, I believe what gets reported to me without question, and I was told you said the sky was falling. That's not what happened here. Watch this. Dog, did I tell you the sky was falling? The sky is falling? Really? Hey, Goat! What? Chicken Little says the sky is falling. It is! Cat! Cat! Go away. Chicken Little says the sky is falling. I don't care. See? There's a lesson in this, Chicken Little. Don't talk to Dog. <laughs> no. The lesson is you should leave the thinking to the humans. Talking animals are dumb. Great. Would you throw the stick before you go? Oh, sure. Oh, oh the stick hit Dog on the head. Oh, no, the sky is falling. It landed on my head. Oh, dear. Chicken Little, the sky... Oh, shut up. <laughs> Well done. Well done. Here's to little chicken little. So. Why do I always get typecast? <laughs> Wait a minute. Did I get typecast as a smart person? Which is a good thing to be typecast as. That's I not like bad. Well, we're going to wrap up this segment. In the next segment, we'll talk a little bit about, oh, how fun science articles are and how fun Chicken Little is in representing that. So you're listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and you're on Connections Radio Show. I encourage you to go to minnesotafringe.org and check out all the good shows that are coming up and more in just a few moments after a few short announcements. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, 
but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Do you ever feel like the sidekick in your friendship? Has your name tag ever been printed, Jamie's friend? Is your Instagram full of pictures of your friends and your elbow? You may be suffering from sidekick-itis, but there is a cure. Come see Next the Musical, a sidekick story. Created by Angela Fox, Jason Kruger, and Tim Wick. A new kids musical playing at the Minnesota Fringe Festival August 2nd through the 12th. For more information, look us up on Facebook, Next the Musical, a sidekick story. Or find our page on minnesotafringe.org. We hope to see you at Next the Musical, a sidekick story. Hi, everybody. Make plans to attend the one and only Powderhorn Art Fair on Saturday and Sunday, August 4th and 5th in the heart of South Minneapolis and picture-perfect Powderhorn Park. Experience and purchase original artwork from more than 230 artists. Spend time with your family and friends creating your own work of art at over half a dozen art stations. And don't forget to grab a bite to eat from over 25 different food trucks. So join us on Saturday, August 4th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Or Sunday, August 5th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. or both. The Powderhorn Art Fair is proudly brought to you by Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association in collaboration with the Minneapolis Park and Recreation Board with a generous gift from the Metropolitan Regional Art Council. Again, join us for over 230 artists, 25 food trucks, and six arts experiences on August 4th and 5th. So we'll see you there at one of the most local art fairs around. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today will be partly sunny with a high near 80. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 63. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 82 and a low around 66. Monday has a 20% chance of thunderstorms with a high near 82 and a low around 63. Eat local Minnesota.com's restaurant of the week is Milda's Cafe. This unique local restaurant offers one-of-a-kind hot dish specials every day and authentic finished pasties on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Located at 1720 Glenwood Avenue in Minneapolis, just east of Penn. is we've got the Fearless Comedy Productions team here. We've got Tim Wick, who is the artistic director. And we've got Don Kronowski. <laughs> and we've got Angela Fox. Hello. And Nathan Gerber. Hello. So Fearless Comedy Productions encourages, empowers, and educates new artists and existing talents to explore the limits of comedy while striving to create a more diverse and inclusive environment. Fearless is dedicated to helping these voices reach an audience in the artistic community. And part of the way you do that is supporting Fringe. That's right. The Fringe, I think, is very important. It is, uh, to me, it's kind of a crucible for new artists in the Twin Cities. Uh, and it's also this great opportunity uh, for theater artists to get together uh, for 10 days. And everybody's like going to see each other's shows. It's mm-hmm. very, very encouraging where everybody's sitting down going, oh, I loved what you did. And, and I've gotten to work with so many people that I now work with as friends and collaborators because we both ended up sitting at a table at Fringe and going, I got this idea. Yeah. <laughs> like Dawn. Well, I was about to say, yeah, I mean, I usually book my entire year out at a Fringe. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this place to do something wacky and different, something you would never do ever on, on like real theater time. That's what I love about Fringe. You get to take chances. Yeah, yeah. that's a good way to put it, Angela. And people who are not regular producers, also people take a chance on us and we get to put something on a stage. 
And you actually financially support some folks to do this. That's right. Uh, Fearless, we have a show that is produced. The Deep in, in the 100 Acre Wood show is produced by Fearless. So we we put together the, the team that wanted to produce that show. And then also we do a, what, what's called a Fearless Sponsorship, where we give uh, any producer who wants an opportunity, we, we put out an application. They can apply to get the sponsorship. We cover their producer fee, and then they, they get to put on a show. So it allows somebody who may not be sure if they can afford to put on a show. And it's not that expensive to produce a show at Fringe, but it's not free. Mm-hmm. So we, we give them that opportunity. So Angela's show is actually the show we sponsored Yay. this year. And, and that show again is next to the musical, a sidekick story. Well, what I, I want to encourage the audience to think about is go see the shows at the Fringe. They're yes, great please. fun, uh, Minnesota Fringe. But maybe you get inspired that you want to do a show next year. Um, maybe there's something that you've been wanting to write or something to do. And consider that as you're going to all these great plays. There's a lot of variety out there. There is a ton of variety, and it is really simple. The The, the thing is that they have a, an application. They, it's a lottery system. So it, it is 100% random for the for the regular fringe. It's uh, Last year, I believe, they raised the, the application fee to $30, which oh. is... Which $5 is, more. Yeah, $5 more, which is ridiculously cheap. So you, you, you toss in your $30, you toss a ping pong ball into the lottery, and if it gets picked, you get to try and do a show. And, you know, there, there are so many levels of experience that are going on at the Fringe. There are people who have never even thought about doing a show before. There are people who do shows in the Fringe every year. I've been producing shows for about a decade at the Fringe at this point, and it's it's amazing because some of these people who have never produced a show before put on the most amazing work. Some people who put on shows all the time can put on something really experimental or different, something that they wouldn't normally try because it's not their normal voice. And I, I just love The Fringe for that. I love it too. Me well, too. Well, the so other thing that you guys do is the Big Fun Radio Fun Time. Ba-dum-ding. That brings old-timey <laughs> radio comedy to the new-timey audiences. And we're bringing some old-timey radio-style shows today to Connections Radio Show. The next one um, that we're going to be doing, we've done uh, uh, Spies Like Us. Uh, we did Chicken Little in the uh, Science Experiment. Uh, but our third one that we're doing is uh, summer is not complete with at least with uh, with at least not with <laughs> summer is not complete. There we go. Without at least one trip to a national park. Now, if Darn you straight. haven't gone to a national park, you need to go to a national park. If you've gone to a national park, okay. you will feel a certain resonation with this piece coming up. This is okay. the Kobayashi <laughs> Maru. So, Jenny, it's your first day as an interpretive ranger. Are you excited? Oh, my gosh, yes. I've read all the materials. I know the geology of the park inside and out. I can't wait to teach people all about the park. That is great. Well, you have the lead at the station today, but I will be here if you need me. I won't need you. I'm going to be the best interpretive ranger this park has ever seen. Excuse me? Welcome to Amberock National Park. How can I help you? I was just wondering how old the park is. Well, Amber Rock is the first national park in the world, and it was established in 1872. The caldera in which over 75% of the park is located was created by a gigantic volcanic eruption approximately 640,000 years ago. Would you like a guide map to help you find some of the nearby thermal features? They're all accessible by boardwalk and feature very little change in altitude. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Very nicely done. Oh, that felt so good. Uh, excuse me. Welcome to Amberock National Park. How can I help you? Yes, I was just wondering, when you when do you turn Ancient Trustworthy on? You mean the geyser? Yes. When is that turned on? Well, the geyser is a natural phenomenon, so we don't actually turn it on. Uh, what happens is water builds up in underground chambers until... But when does it turn on? Uh, the next eruption is projected to take place at 10.35, plus or minus 10 minutes. Plus or minus 10 minutes? How hard is it to turn on a geyser? We don't turn it on. It turns itself on. Well, how can it turn itself on when it's turned off? Well, sometimes nature can be a little bit mysterious. Well, I can't wait to see it turn itself on. Where can I find it? 
Well, if you look out the gigantic picture window to your left, you'll see a big sign that says Ancient Trustworthy on it. The geyser is right by that sign. Thank you. You handled that very well. I don't know. I don't feel like he learned anything. Uh, Don't worry. We'll try to get him into the interpretive displays when he comes back through. Uh, Excuse me. Welcome to Amber Rock National Park. How can I help you? Where can my son ride a geyser? Ride a a what? Ride a geyser. We have a saucer sled we brought from the White Sands National Monument. Uh, We're going to put that sled up on top of the geyser and wee! Wee! You can't do that. And why not? We pay our taxes. Thank you. And our taxes paid for this park to be built. Well, the the park wasn't built. It was already here. And, and that means that we, as American citizens, have the right to use this park as we see fit. We! That's completely wrong. But even if it wasn't, putting a child on top of an erupting geyser is dangerous. Well, isn't there some sort of waiver we could sign? No. Well, that's just foolish, but it's your choice. But if my little Billy is injured, you will be hearing from our lawyers. Come on, honey. The geyser's going to erupt in plus or minus ten minutes. Gotta get that sled in place. You can't do that. He'll get... Let him go. Are you insane? They're going to kill their child. Uh, Probably not. Uh, We do have mattresses set up just outside of public view. This happens a lot. How much is a lot? Uh, Excuse me? I'm sorry, I'm right in the middle of something. You can go ahead and take this. I'll handle the other situation. Handle it? How? Excuse me? Uh, Yes, hi, I'm I'm sorry. What can I do for you? I'm planning on going for a hike into the backcountry. So you need a permit? No, I have a permit. I was hoping you could make a few suggestions on trails. Specifically, I want to know which hot springs I can bathe in al natural. You what now? I want to know where I can bathe, you know, buck naked. You can't do that in any of our hot springs. Wow. I had no idea the Natural Park Service were so prudish. We aren't prudish. I mean, I'm I'm not a prudish. I mean, you can't bathe in the hot springs with or without clothes on. The water is 200 degrees. You'd literally cook yourself. Well, I'm already baked, so that sounds like a great time. Oh, wait. Can I say I'm baked? Is that legal in a national park? Not unless the park is in Colorado or Washington, no. Oh, man. Can you arrest me for saying that? I don't think so. Oh, good. So uh, what you're saying is that I can bathe in any hot spring naked as long as I don't get caught. No, I didn't say that at all. Wait, come back here. You can't bathe in the hot spring. Let him go. Why would I let him go? It happens all the time. Tourists regularly cook themselves in geothermal features. Why wasn't this in any of the study material? It's not really that big a deal. Parboiled hikers aren't a big deal? No. We usually just serve them up in the cafeteria. We are feeding stupid tourists to other tourists without telling them? No, no. That would be unethical. Actually, we serve them in the ranger cafeteria. (gasps) Is that what was in the meatloaf? Probably not. The chef usually uses them to make soup stock. And you're okay with this? Oh, sure. They do it to themselves. Besides, after a day of idiotic questions, it makes you feel a little better if you can eat one of the morons who asked them. You are making a lot of sense right now, and that is really creepy. Excuse me. Uh, Welcome to Amberock National Park. How may I help you? I understand that you'd like us to report any animal sightings. Oh, uh, yes, please. What did you see? Well, I can't be certain, but I believe it was a Tyrannosaurus Rex. A what? A Tyrannosaurus Rex. Are are you... Certain it wasn't just a very large bison? I think so. Huh. It, it was about 16 feet tall, walked on its hind legs, oh. had a huge head and sharp teeth, and uh, it devoured my husband. Uh, uh, well, that does sound like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, but I don't believe we have any of them in the park. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, was that in Ganymede Valley in the northwest quadrant of the park? Well, yes. I- I believe it was. Oh, yes. Then that was definitely a T-Rex. We've had several sightings in that area. Uh, I'm very sorry about your husband. Oh, no, 
trouble. I told him to stay on the path, but he wouldn't listen. Uh, by the way, do you have a map of the park? Sure. Here you go. Can I talk to you for a minute? Absolutely. We have a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the park. Of course not. But you just told that woman. It's a grizzly in a T-Rex costume. A grizzly? He's just doing it for the attention. Attention? Yeah, it's it's not even a good costume. You can see the zipper. He ate that woman's husband. She seems okay with it. I'm not sure how her psychotic departure from reality that that was quite possibly caused by watching her husband being devoured by dinosaur. Excuse me, by a bear in a dinosaur suit could possibly be construed as okay with it. Don't worry. We warn these people that the wild animals in the park are wild, and park visitors should keep their distance. She said it herself. He left the path. We boom. Ooh, that's got to hurt. Should I call 911? No, no, he looks okay. Kids are really resilient. Excuse me, I'd like to lodge a complaint. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, What's your complaint? One of the bison tried to kill my daughter. Well, I'm sorry, ma'am. We do warn you that our animals are wild and you should be careful. Wild? This bison was as docile as a cow until I put my daughter on his back. And then he tried to kill her. You put your daughter on his back? How old is she? My little girl is two years old. So I put her on the back of the bison to take a picture for the family Christmas letter. And as I backed up to get the shot, the bison just runs away with my daughter on it and it fell and she fell off and got a great big gash on her head. That's because you put her on the back of an animal that has never had any kind of close human contact. I and... want you to find that bison and put it down. Put it down? It has tasted human flesh and that means it has to be destroyed. Okay, uh, but bisons are herbivores so there's no way it could have possibly tasted human flesh. You tell that to my daughter. Daughter, poor girl will never try to ride a bison again. Well, that's good, because she shouldn't have been on the back of one in the first place. So I want to know what you are going to do about this situation, ma'am. You want to know what I'm going to do about this situation? That's right. I've got a picture of the culprit right here. There's over 100 bison in this picture, and they all look basically the same. Well, that's not my problem. If you have to put all of them down to make sure you get the right one, then that is what you should do. I'm not going to put any of them down. You damn well better put that thing down. It's dangerous. Of course it's dangerous. It's a wild animal. But you know who's more dangerous? You. Because you are a freaking idiot. What were you thinking putting a two-year-old girl on the back of a bison? That it was a horse? That it would just stand there while you took your picture? You have got to be kidding me. Jenny. No, Bob. I think I've got this one. Listen, buddy, you should consider yourself lucky I don't have you arrested for endangering wildlife because that is what you did when you put your daughter on its back. And I'm not going to have you arrested for endangering your child either. Instead, I'm going to do you both a favor. I'm going to give you some advice. You know Teal Aqua Spring at the next turnoff? Well, the water there is just the perfect temperature for a swim, so why don't you head up on there and try it out? Jenny! Shut up, Bob! But here's the thing. You should leave your daughter with me, because later on tonight there's going to be some soup over at the ranger cafeteria that I think she's going to really enjoy. Okay, that's it, everyone. Simulation over. Simulation? Yeah, I I am sorry we had to do that to you, Jenny, but all rangers have to go through a final test so we can learn their breaking point. So none of what just happened was real? Well, we've all gotten questions like that from time to time, but not all at once. That's why we created this simulation to see how you would handle the worst of all imaginable days. We call it the Kobayashi Maru scenario. It's completely unwinnable. So none of those people were real? No. (laughs) Just hired actors. Your scores were amazing. Most people don't even make it to the bear in the T-Rex suit. And the little boy riding the geyser. Crash test dummy. Oh, it all seems so real. Are you sure there aren't any hikers in the soup? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, good. Because I really love that soup.
Way to go. Way to go. And you're listening to Connections Radio Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And we're going to come back and talk more about these uh, vignettes that we got to hear today, as well as the Fringe shows. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a few short announcements. everybody make plans to attend the one and only Powderhorn Art Fair on Saturday and Sunday August 4th and 5th in the heart of South Minneapolis and picture perfect Powderhorn Park experience and purchase original artwork from more than 230 artists spend time with your family and friends creating your own work of art at over a half a dozen art stations and don't forget to grab a bite to eat from over 25 different food trucks so join us on Saturday August 4th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Or Sunday, August 5th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. or both. The Powderhorn Art Fair is proudly brought to you by Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association in collaboration with the Minneapolis Park and Recreation Board with a generous gift from the Metropolitan Regional Art Council. Again, join us for over 230 artists, 25 food trucks, and six arts experiences on August 4th and 5th. So we'll see you there at one of the most local art fairs around. Building a new home or remodeling a treasured older home can be one of the most exciting and rewarding endeavors of a lifetime. The key to success is to have your priorities and expectations decided up front and that your building partners all share your goals and vision. Steve Northway, founder of Construction Advocates, takes the mystery out of the process of building or remodeling and helps ensure a rewarding process for all involved. For more information or to set up an interview with Steve, go to constructionadvocates.com. That's constructionadvocates.com. Do you know you can spend your entire life without ever having a psychic reading and be just fine? On the other hand, if you try a psychic reading, you may experience strategic insights and useful answers to help you navigate life's most interesting situations. I'm Christine Schroeder. I'm an intuitive medium and psychic. I can help you to connect with someone that's crossed over, find answers to questions about your career, your romantic life, your family, even your pets. Visit my website at christineintuitivemedium.wordpress.com. Come and see the uplifting drama, Aphrodite's Refugees. The gods play a high-stakes game of cards to determine the fate of one young man and his siblings. A mostly true story based on interviews with refugees. A theatrical play about resilience, perseverance, and family by Mantra Performance. Presented as part of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, August 2nd through 12th. I miss to sleep in a house. I would like to be awake to see the wall. with the Fearless Comedy Productions. And I've got Tim Wick, who is the Artistic Director. Welcome. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Don Kronowski. Hello. Angela Fox. Hello. Nathan Gerber. Hello, everybody. <laughs> who have Had brought to life a variety of characters today. And it's been great fun. We're also promoting The Fringe. We've got Next the Musical, a sidekick story, Yay. written by our friend Angela Fox, Jason Kruger, and by Tim Wick. Hello. We've got the family-friendly version of Pulp Fiction. Tim yes. Rick? Not for yes. families. Super family. Deep in <laughs> the woods. All. Deep in the one hand excuse deep me. In deep the in the acre. 100 acre woods. This is a poo done it. Yeah, it's uh, a noir show based on the characters of Winnie the Pooh. I love it. Doesn't it sound great? I, wanted, I just can't I, wait. I, I love Eeyore and I love Tigger, so I hope they, they make appearances in the Hundred Acre Woods. They do. Oh, good. I wish there were more Pooh references. <laughs> Winnie, that is. There, there, are, there are in Pulp Fiction. So. Oh, yes. Plenty in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I'm so happy. We also have the complete work of William Shatner. Yes. Written by Tim Wick and Bill Streitler? Steitler. Steitler. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's sort of a nice uh, play that can reference back to the little version that we had with it, the Kobayashi Maru, Kobayashi, because that, that refers to the Wrath of Khan. Ah. Uh-huh. And, and uh, Captain Kirk. Yeah. Uh, the Complete Works of William Chatner Abridged is a uh, remount of a show we did about five years ago, which is uh, a story about William Shatner 
uh, and pretty much just William Shatner. Um, <laughs> it, it involves several of his most famous characters, including Captain Kirk, uh, also uh, T.J. Hooker, also the Priceline Negotiator guy, <laughs> and uh, they all they all meet together in a uh, unexpected scenario, oh. and it's it's about what happens when they do that. Angela, you talked a little bit about uh, the next, next the musical, Sidekick Story. You want to give us some more on that? Oh, sure. It's, uh, it follows the friendship of two, two younger girls. One's named Abby. She's the popular girl that everyone knows and loves. And her best friend is Zoe, the sidekick, who's a little bit more shy and awkward. And it follows how the, the world sees them. And how when you really get down to it, everyone, even though they have all these different labels, like I'm the popular girl or I'm the sidekick, everyone really feels the same and just wants to belong. Don, you had a couple things. Left that... alone. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be left alone. You wanted to say a few things about the Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, the Pulp Fiction, family friendly Pulp Fiction. That's not family friendly. Do not bring your children. Um, <laughs> bring what... your children. No, don't bring your children. Bring don't. your children. So Tim Wick wrote it based, of course, off the, the the movie script. And what's really interesting about it is that how the show has been cast is that even though the the drugs have been taken out, the swear words, the sex, everything else has been taken out. The actors are still concentrating on recreating the performances of the actors in the movie. So Duck Washington, who's brilliant at everything he does, I mean, <laughs> you swear he's each character that he's playing. I mean, the way he talks, the way he moves, and, and that's what we're concentrating on because Nathan's also in that show, is to make sure that we acknowledge the physicalities and the, the voices and the accents. Terrific. And those all are going to start in August, early August. August 2nd is the first day of the Fringe, Woo-hoo. and we have the first slot at 5.30. <laughs> so you want everyone to come to that. Everybody go to that show. And then go to the next musical at 8.30 on August 3rd. There you go. Don't stop there. <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> like 144 shows exactly. or something like incredible. that. And that's the MinnesotaFringe.org. Go to the event calendar. Look up all the different crazy fun shows. There's also uh, lots of venues. It's all over the Twin Mm -hmm. Cities. Uh, So well worth seeing. The comedy, uh, the Fearless Comedy Productions are a great group of people that are supporting the Fringe. Say more nice things about us. You you guys um, do a great fundraiser. We yeah, love. we do a couple of fundraisers. We did Die Laughing in the Spring, which is a 50-hour comedy marathon. We also will be doing a show for uh, for the Give to the Max Day in November. Uh, we're just we're just kind of finalizing it. We're gonna we're we're gonna try and do a show sort of set in a kind of a, a, a pro- prohibition area speakeasy. <laughs> um, so there's going to be sort of some fake gambling because we can't do real gambling, and then yeah. maybe some performances that are based on that that time, that era, and that that setting. And to keep posted on all the great things that they're doing, you can go to thefearlesscomedyproductions.com. And there you will have events that are coming up, activities that you guys do. You also do something on a pretty regular basis of being able to get up on stage. Uh, Oh, absolutely. We have something called Fearless Lab, which is the uh, first Tuesday of every month where literally anybody who wants to try something comedy related, it could be stand up, it could be sketch, it could be improv. Anybody who wants to just try comedy can can have 10 minutes. Well, we certainly hope that we'll have the fun time, the big fun radio fun time. <laughs> I will get this corrected one day. Big fun radio okay. fun time. Come back. Because we loved having yeah. you here Oh, we'd love to. We... And we loved hearing the various sketches and... Thank you. Thank you for being here and thank you for joining us. Thank us. And you're listening to Connections Radio Show on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I want you to run.